It's time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. Hello and welcome to the podcast edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here on your favorite podcast location, whether it's iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. We appreciate you taking the time to download, tune in, and subscribe to the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And I welcome in, my name is Alfie, and I'll be joining you here for the podcast edition of Southern Race Week Radio after a very busy Memorial Day weekend for the crew there at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Also, all the action from Monaco as well as the Indianapolis 500. So much racing going on uh, this past weekend. And, of course, we'll go over all the results of what happened racing-wise from last weekend and also preview what's going to be on the track and the racing action that's going to be going on this weekend. But we do have a very exciting and star-studded edition of the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. Coming up for you here in just moments, we'll be speaking with the Executive Vice President and General Manager of Atlanta Motor Speedway, Brandon Hutchinson, as he'll be previewing all the activities and events going on for the Quaker State 400, which is available at Walmart. And also, we'll be speaking with uh, PRN of the tracks, Lenny Patiki, get the latest in short track news and information. And then also, we'll be speaking with the owner of Rev Racing, Max Siegel. And uh, those great guests will be joining us on this podcast edition of Southern Race Week Radio. And don't forget to check out our Facebook page as well as our Twitter page so you can follow along and get, always get up to date with the latest racing news and information. So like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Southern Race Week or follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio. We also got tickets we're going to be giving away for the Quaker State 400 Race Weekend coming up on July 9th and 10th the Xfinity Series race, and the Cup Series race that will be under the lights at Atlanta Motor Speedway. And, of course, we have some trips also to give away to Panama City Beach, Florida as well. So make sure you check out our Facebook page and Twitter pages for the details of how you can enter and possibly win some great tickets here, courtesy of everyone at Southern Race Week Radio. And also we got an email address as well, so feel free to reach out to us anytime, srwradio at yahoo.com. That is srwradio at yahoo.com. But uh, before we get into our guest and go over everything going on in the world of racing, let's uh, recap everything that happened this last Memorial Day weekend as we take a look at your racing recap from all the action that happened this past weekend. And, of course, we all started off the day in Monaco as Max Verstappen weathered a rainstorm, impacts with the barriers, and pressure from Fernando Alonso to secure victory for the Red Bull at the Monaco Grand Prix. The reigning champion's winning margin stood at 27.9 seconds by the end of the 78-lap race, but that only told part of the story after rain threatened to ruin his day on lap 52. Although the rain was bad news for first happen, it turned a traditional Monaco procession into a wild ride for the final third of the race as the driver struggled to grip around the soaked 3.3-kilometer circuit. Over to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway for the Indy 500, Joseph Newgarden ended 11 years of frustration and finally won the Indianapolis 500 on Sunday to extend team owner Roger Penske's record to 19 victories, but the first since buying the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Using an austacious pass on defending race winner Marcus Erickson during a frantic 2.5-mile sprint to the finish. After the race was red flagged for the third time in the final 16 laps, Newgarden was moved from fourth to second by race control following a review of the running order at the time the yellow flag waved. The two-time IndyCar champion who had been 0 for 11 in the greatest spectacle in racing took advantage of it by slingshotting around Erickson on the restart and then holding him off to the last two turns. 
Newgarden brought his Chevrolet-powered car to a stop on the front stretch, jumped out, and found a hole in the fence, diving into part of the crowd estimated at more than 300,000 to celebrate. Then he climbed the fence to mimic longtime Team Penske driver and four-time Indy 500 winner Helio Castroneves. The 32-year-old from Nashville is the first American to win Indy since Alexander Rossi in 2016. He led five of the 200 laps and beat Erickson in the fourth closest finish in 107 years with a margin of victory of 0.974 seconds. Erickson finished second in a Honda for Chip Ganassi Racing and immediately criticized Indy's car's decision to hold a one-lap shootout to the checkered flag. The Swede believed the rain should have ended under caution with him the winner rather than having the green flag fly on the first lap out of the pits. And taking a look at the top three in the leader standings in the IndyCar series, Alex Pillow is your number one ranked driver, then followed by Marcus Erickson and Pato Award. Taking a look at the NASCAR action from last weekend at Charlotte Motor Speedway as the Truck Series was able to get their race in on Friday night, and Ben Rhodes came away the winner there. Corey Hine was your runner-up, Dean Thompson in third, Carson Hosever in fourth, and Grant Enfinger rounding out the top five. And taking a look at the current standings right now in the Truck Series, Zane Smith is your number one ranked driver with two wins on the season. Christian Eckes is second with two wins. Corey Hine in third position with a win. Grant Enfinger is fourth with a win. Ben Rhodes is fifth with a win. And Carson Hosever is sixth with a win. And then the following drivers are into the playoffs right now via points with no wins on the season. That's Ty Majeski in seventh, Matt Crafton in eighth, Tanner Gray in ninth, and Matt DiBenedetto rounding out the top ten. Over to the Xfinity race as Justin Allgaier held off to win the Xfinity race at Charlotte Motor Speedway late Monday night, giving Junior Motorsports its first victory of the season in a race that took more than 12 hours to complete. Allgaier's team worried he would run out of gas, but he was able to conserve fuel down the stretch. John Hunter Nemechek finished second, followed by Colt Custard, Austin Hill, and Ty Gibbs. Taking a look at the standings right now in the Xfinity Series, Austin Hill is your number one ranked driver with three wins on the season. John Hunter Nemechek is second with two wins. Then Justin Allgaier is third with a win. Chandler Smith in fourth with a win. Sammy Smith in fifth position with a win. Jeb Burton is sixth with a win. And then spots 7 through 12 are into the playoffs right now via points. They have no wins on the season. That's Cole Custer in seventh. Josh Berry eighth. Sheldon Creed ninth. Riley Herbst in tenth. Daniel Hemrick in eleventh. And Sam Mayer rounding out the top 12. Over to the Cup Series action from Charlotte, jumping into the crowd to celebrate a big race victory appears to have become a Team Penske thing. Ryan Blaney held off William Byron to win the rescheduled Coca-Cola 600 on Monday night at Charlotte Motor Speedway, giving team owner Roger Penske a sweep of the Memorial Day weekend's top races in the United States. Joseph Newgarden won a record-extending 19th Indianapolis 500 on Sunday for Team Penske. Like Newgarden, Blaney jumped out of his car and climbed into the crowd to celebrate the win with the fans. Blaney compared it to jumping into a mosh pit at a metal concert. Blaney took the lead from Byron on a restart and led the final 26 laps to win his first Cup Series race since the Coke Zero Sugar 400 at Daytona in August of 2021. Byron finished second, followed by Martin Truex Jr., Bubba Wallace, and Tyler Reddick rounding out the top five. Taking a look at the current standings right now in the Cup Series, William Byron is your number one ranked driver with three wins of the season. Kyle Busch is second in position with two wins. Kyle Larson in third with two wins. Ryan Blaney is in fourth with a win. Martin Truex Jr. is fifth with a win. Christopher Bell in sixth position with a win. Tyler Reddick in seventh with a win. Denny Hamlin is in eighth with a win. 
Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is ninth with a win, and Joey Logano is in 10th position with a win. And then spots 11 through 16 are into the playoffs right now via points. They have no wins on the season. That's Ross Chastain at 11th, Kevin Harvick 12th, Brad Keselowski 13th, Chris Buescher 15th, Bubba Wallace 15th, and Alex Bowman rounding out the top 16. In other NASCAR news, NASCAR has suspended Chase Elliott for one race earlier on Tuesday, less than one day after it said the five-time most popular driver and former Cup champion deliberately wrecked Denny Hamlin in the Coca-Cola 600. Hendrick Motorsports said in a statement it will not appeal the suspension, and Corey LaJoy will replace Elliott in the number 9 Chevrolet this weekend at Gateway outside of St. Louis. And also, NASCAR issued its second massive penalty in as many days by levying huge fines Wednesday against Stuart Haas Racing for an alleged counterfeit part found on Chase Briscoe's car in secondary inspection after the Coca-Cola 600. Stuart Haas Racing's number 14 team was docked 120 points in both the owner standings and Briscoe's driver standings. He was also stripped of 25 playoff points. And the crew chief was suspended for six races and was fined $250,000. And racing action coming up this weekend in the NHRA. They'll have the New England Nationals. That'll be coming up June 2nd and 4th. Head on over to NHRA.com and click on TV schedule to check out all the uh, networks and times they'll be covering the NHRA New England Nationals. And then over in the IndyCar Series, they'll be back in action on June 4th for the Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix. The green flag will drop at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. You can watch the action on NBC and Peacock. And also Sirius XM will have all the radio coverage for you and then this weekend in the in the nascar in the craftsman truck series they'll be in action saturday june 3rd for the toyota 200 at worldwide technology raceway the green flag will drop at 1:30 p.m eastern time fs1 will and the motor racing network along with sirius xm nascar channel 90 will have all the action for you and then over in the xfinity series they'll be at portland international raceway saturday june 3rd for the pacific office automation 147 That'll be on Saturday, June 3rd. The green flag will drop at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And you can catch the race on FS1, the Motor Racing Network, and Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90. And then the Cup Series will be in action on Sunday, June 4th for the Enjoy Illinois 300 presented by Ticket Smarter at the Worldwide Technology Raceway. And the green flag will drop at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time for that event. And you can catch the race on FS1, the Motor Racing Network, and Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90. So there you go. That is your racing recap from all the action that happened this past weekend. Keep it locked in. We have more of the Southern Race Week Radio podcast coming up for you right now. Hey, this is Jamie McMurray, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network itself as we continue on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And I'm very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here via the Food Depot Zoom line, as he's getting set here in just about a month or so away from welcoming NASCAR Nation to Atlanta Motor Speedway for the second race of the season, the Quaker State 400, available at Walmart. That'll be coming up Sunday night under the lights at AMS July 9th. And to break down everything that's going to be going on during that weekend, we welcome in the Executive Vice President and General Manager of Atlanta Motor Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Brandon Hutchinson. Mr. Hutchinson, thank you so much for taking the time to join us yet again this week on Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend. 
Alfie, thank you so much for having me. As always, it's good to talk to you. I bet everybody in the studio absolutely hates me. Your introduction is so amazing, but it's got to be obnoxious for those working around you. So for them, to them, I apologize. Well, it's okay, uh, Brandon, because we're in a soundproof studio, so they, they barely hear me. So, And any, even if they did, your name should always be announced every time that it's talked about because i just that's how much uh respect i have for you sir but uh we know the march race was amazing and exciting to watch only you can imagine how the race is going to be not only in july but under the lights which is always i feel a great way uh to watch a race at ams yeah absolutely the alsco uniform 250 and the quick state 400 available at walmart will be here before we know it we've been working real hard even before march getting ready for this July's event. And yeah, like you said, we've moved it to the night. It's always more exciting at night. There's something about racing under the lights that just takes it to the next level. And we're excited about it. Can't wait to see our fans back here for the second time this year. We've been real busy between the March race and the July race, but it's what we do. This entertainment facility has been humming along and we can't wait for July 4th to get here because that's truly when everything's going to kick off. And you guys have made so many announcements over the last uh, few weeks, and so announcing performers, artists, everyone that's going to be performing during the uh, race week. And you're also going to have, once again, your Revs and Riffs concert series acts who are going to be opening up Saturday and Sunday's race action. So uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what you have now available for fans to enjoy when they come out for uh, – a great weekend of racing at AMS. Tuesday's Gone is actually going to highlight the Peach Pit Party on Friday night, which happens after the Camper Appreciation Party in the Bootleggers Bar on Friday and during the Hot Laps for Charity, which gives you an opportunity to put your car on track for a great cause on Friday. So just as we always do, we're doing everything we can to make sure that those that choose to come out to Atlanta Motor Speedway get as much bang for their buck as they possibly can. But as I said, it all really opens up on Saturday the 1st. We open our campgrounds on Tuesday, July 4th. We're going to celebrate Independence Day in a massive kind of way. We're having a full-blown free concerts, fireworks. It's for the community and those that are choosing to camp here with us for the week. And we just keep that going all week long. We're working on a, a 5K bike ride for our fans. We're going to have Legends Racing on Thursday night. And then, like I said, we've got the Xfinity Race on Saturday, the Cup Race on Sunday. We've got tons of driver Q&As and interview sessions throughout the weekend. The Fan Zone is going to be electric. Um, we've got a bunch going on. It's going to be fun. And like we talked about, it's under the lights. Now, I had the opportunity to camp out during the March Race weekend. And I got to tell you, I had a blast. It was so much fun hanging out with other uh, race fans, talking racing, enjoying a nice beverage, listening to the music, getting along. I mean, if you have to let these listeners know that it's great to come out and enjoy a race and enjoy maybe Saturday and Sunday, but to come out and camp out and enjoy a great uh, weekend of racing. And I did it at a very affordable cause. I read, you know, I don't have an RV. I rented one and uh, I, I totally enjoyed it. So, I mean, the experience of camping out at AMS is something that's, just undescribable, and it's something that you have to experience to really understand. Absolutely. And it, what better week to go camping than the week of 4th of July? It's a great time to spend time with friends and family and have a lot of fellowship. 
We've got camping opportunities starting at 75 bucks for our tent camping outside. We've got infield camping available, which is what I recommend. If you can get in the infield, you've got everything that takes track place on track playing out in front of you. You've got the peach pit, which is a party. Again, we brought back to the infield on Friday night. It's just the place to be. So whether you camp inside or outside, we've got a bunch of great opportunities for us. Bring your family, bring your bike, get ready for fireworks, get ready for racing, get ready for the 5K bike ride we're going to have, and just come and hang out and have a good time. But like you said, the experience is second to none. I'm glad you got to experience because now that you've experienced it, you can talk all about it and just tell the fans how cool it really is to hang out, whether it's all week or just a few days. Ticket packages are available. I know you got some great ticket prices, and and you've always talked about how affordable it is to take a family out to enjoy a great race weekend. Traditionally, if, you know, it's going to you know an MLB game or NFL game. How much you got to pay for parking? You got to pay for the tickets. You got to pay for this and that. But with you guys, t- parking is is free. You can park for free. You got you can bring in coolers if you want as well. So the affordability of bringing a family to enjoy a a race weekend is I know something that you really want the public to know about when they come to a race at AMS. Absolutely. You hear me talk about it every time we talk, Alfie, and it's what's important to me is to make sure that everybody that wants to experience a race at Atlanta Motor Speedway can. You know, kids are free on Saturday. Kids are only 10 bucks for a cup race on Sunday. We talked about camping. Cup ticket prices start at 49 bucks. Alsco Uniform 250 tickets start at 35 bucks. You can come to Atlanta Motor Speedway cheaper than you can go to a matinee movie. And again, we try to pack 10 pounds in a five-pound sack. So you're not just paying for the race itself. You get so many other things that come along with that race ticket. If you want to upgrade to a track pass for 75 bucks, you can get down on track. You can get in the pits. You can get right outside of the garages and possibly see your favorite driver. So again, It's not just the race you're paying for. It's the experience. The fan zone is going to have a kid's area. We've got a a stage where we're going to have concerts, driver Q&A sessions. We've got corporate partners that are bringing out a lot of activities. You'll walk away with some free stuff for sure. So it's the entire experience, and it's at an affordable price. So again, Alfie, everybody that wants to come to Atlanta Motor Speedway can afford to come to Atlanta Motor Speedway. And, of course, uh, Southern Race Week Radio will have your, your tickets to give away. So we'll have details of how you can win tickets through Southern Race Week Radio and enjoy a great weekend at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Speaking with the Executive Vice President and General Manager of Atlanta Motor Speedway, Brandon Hutchinson, this week's edition of uh, Southern Race Week Radio. And if our listeners want to get their hands on those tickets, Brandon, because I'm sure they're going to go quickly, especially as exciting as the racing has been on Atlanta Motor Speedway since you guys have made the change to the track, uh, how can they get their hands on their tickets before they're all gone? Hey, listen, and that's a good point. I was just getting some messages over the weekend of some areas that have sold out. Some of our camping options have sold out. Some of our public suite options have sold out. Some of our Club One options have already sold out. So you can go online at atlantamotorspeedway.com. You can browse through our website, find the price point that works best for you and your family. You can buy the tickets right there, or you can go to 877-9-AMS. P-I-X. You can speak to somebody live. They can walk you through uh, the schedule. They can answer any questions you might have. But ticket getting tickets is easy today. It may not be as easy as we get closer to the night race coming up July 8th and 9th. It's going to be electric. It's going to be fun. 
hopefully a lot of your listeners will choose to come out and join us. Now, unfortunately, before I let you go, I do have to ask you this question. I think you started a new tradition, Brandon, with ticket sales. Um, the last race in March, I think you did a promotion where have you sold, I, what was it, 1,000, 10,000? I can't remember what the number was. 1,000. 1,000 tickets on a certain deadline um, that you take a pie to the face. And as a man of your word, that's what I love about you, Mr. Hutchinson. You're a man of your word. And um, I met the guy when actually when I was at the March race getting my information about my RV. I met the gentleman who hits you in the face uh, with the pie. I guess he's in charge of what goes up there in the ticket office or whatever. I, I'm not to throw him under the bus or anything, but I, I don't think I've never seen an employee more happy about working at a job than he was that particular day. But you took a pie to the face. Um, are we going to be seeing a repeat of this uh, promotion? And if we do see a repeat of this promotion, will it be a pie or will it be some other uh, wacky uh, wacky stunt you'll do? Yeah, unfortunately, we had to let let that ticket agent go. Um, <laughs> no, it was it was so much fun. You know, I do have some pointers for the next guy that volunteers to get pied in the face. Though um, it's not one of those things you really think about too much, but don't let that stuff sit for too long. It gets very soupy and, and messy. But listen, it's fun. If our staff comes up with it, you can ask them. I'm, I I try to be as lighthearted as I possibly can. I went down to the ticket office last week. I said, all right, Michael, we sell 2,000 tickets in one day. You get two pies to the face. So not me, you. Um, hey, as long as, as long as someone takes a pie in the face, it's it's hilarious, no matter who yeah. it is. Something about a dump booth or a pie to the face just brings smiles to people's faces. And, you know, that's what we're all about. And that's what that promotion, of course, it was to sell some tickets. Of course, it was to, 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 to make the March race as full as we possibly could. I mean, let's be transparent here. But it was fun. We've got a lot of positive feedback from it. If To get that positive feedback from our fan base, all I have to do is take a little bit of a public humiliation i'm all for it you know what brandon we're looking forward to race weekend it's the quaker state 400 available at walmart race weekend uh saturday july 8th with the xfinity series sunday july 9th with the uh, tr uh with the cup series and of course fourth of july fireworks and listen there's so much going on i can't give you all the information right now just make it easy on yourself head on over to orlandomotorspeedway.com click on events and also Download the Atlanta Motor Speedway app to your phone as well. There's some information there as well. And also, that's a great app to have while you're at the track for race weekends. And, and listen, it's not just the free tickets for kids on Saturday or the $10 tickets for kids on Sunday. We've got college ticket prices. We've got military ticket prices. When I tell you we want to make it affordable for everybody to come to Atlanta Motor Speedway, I mean... We want to make it affordable for everybody to come to Atlanta Motor Speedway, and more importantly, that they make good memories, that they have fun, and that they want to come back. I want everybody who chooses to come out here to be able to relax, have a good time, and just chill out, watch a little bit of racing, and maybe a concert or two. I'm JoJo Wilkinson, driver number 11 with the ProLite model from Hugh Alabama, and you're listening to Southern Raceway. All right, welcome back into this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie as we continue on with this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And we're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here via the Food Depot Zoom line as he's coming to us from his lovely offices and uh, also getting ready for a great week at Charlotte Motor Speedway for the Coke 600. But of course, 
We always love to talk to him about the latest in short track news. Ladies and gentlemen, the host of PRN at the track. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Lenny Bontiki. Man, Alfie, you you just crush it every time. I don't know how you could make it better and better and better, but uh, I'm honored that you uh, you look after us that way. Thank you. Uh, well, Mr. Batiki, we always appreciate you. You take time to join us here on Southern Racing Radio, sir. You're a great friend of the show. Always appreciate your expertise in the world of short track news because there's no one who has their eye and pulse to uh, the short track world uh, than you, my friend, because you pretty much have visited so many tracks along the uh, – Southeast, and one of the tracks that welcomed in some short track racing was North Wilkesboro last week. And so, how valuable do you think that those races that kind of attached to the NASCAR All Star race last weekend in North Wilkesboro? I think it was a great opportunity for these grassroots guys to be able to then turn around and go, Look, I've got more name recognition now, I've got more people that know of me, and if I promote your product. Uh, I bring more value to you to do so. And hopefully tracks like Montgomery and Huntsville um, and some of the the Alabama paved tracks, because Georgia doesn't have one, uh, will be able to benefit from there. And uh, maybe Anderson, South Carolina, if we ever see Greenville Pickens again, uh, some of those will be able to. And just the conversation about Kyle Larson running dirt tracks and so many of the others that uh, have as well, I think are going to reflect on the Sonoya, Bubba Pollard winning, you know, a uh, guy that you know, has long roots there at the Sonoya dirt track. I, I think it. I think it's good energy. And it also gives an opportunity for a lot of these drivers to race with some of the, the guys that they watch racing on Sundays. And it also gives those guys in the Cup Series an opportunity to maybe go back to how they got started and how they kind of got into the the sport. And for some of these cats, they've never even raced late models before. And for them, this is like their first opportunity to do that. So how cool is it to see that NASCAR drivers took advantage of the opportunity to be able to participate in some of these short track events that were all part uh, of the NASCAR weekend. And also maybe for those casual short track fans that you go, hey, my, my, my driver, Carl Larson's driving in this event. I want to go check it out. Or, you know, Dale Jr.'s driving in this cars tour event i want to check that out and see what it's all about well you know a lot of uh, the traditional nascar fans want to discount uh, daniel suarez oh this that the other um but he got a pole in a late model and hasn't ran i don't think he's ever run a pavement late model car uh, except for the practice laps leading up to when he got the pole uh and then accounted for himself very well and then turned around did the same uh you know in the cup car this guy's really a good driver, and it showcases how good the drivers are in the Cup Series. And we'll see, you know, this coming weekend at Charlotte for the Coke 600 and the rest of the tour there. We really do have a great group of drivers doing this, and the drama and all of that that goes on with it is a, is TV made up. But when you've got Daniel Suarez out there wheeling that uh, pavement late model against the likes of Bubba Pollard and grabbing the pole, he did good. That's cool. Speaking of Lenny Batiki, your host of PRN at the track on this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. And Lenny, it really started a conversation about having the All-Star Race kind of have this format where you can go to like different short tracks. Rockingham was another track that they're talking about maybe doing something at or maybe rotating this event to other tracks, short tracks, that that way you can have these kind of weeks where you can have these short track series like Cars, ASA, all of that, and then leading into the all-star weekend for the cup series how do you feel about that opportunity that maybe we can rotate this event around to other tracks i know there's 
the talk about if maybe some of these short tracks can handle hosting a Cup Series event. But what do you thought? What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think on the horizon uh, is the Nashville Fairgrounds, and that's going to be another real showcase for grassroots racing. They run Legends cars on that big track there. They they run all kinds of stuff. Sterling Marlin still running a late model over there uh, on a few Saturdays during the summer, and I think that's you know probably the next place. Uh, it's the first track that I ever went to to see NASCAR back in the seventies at. So, uh, you know, it's got my heart as much as my old, my old place where uh, we spent, you know, six great years at Rockingham. But I want to see Nashville next. And I think maybe we go in two-year increments that uh, we give these tracks a couple of back-to-back -back years, maybe even three. And then, hey, now on to the next one. And if the first year is reasonably successful, you get the next two. It's kind of like race your way in to, at some of these short tracks. You got to qualify, got to be uh, at some, you know, level that is pre-described for uh, the enter fan entertainment. And then you get another couple of years to do it and then it'll move on. That wouldn't be a real bad scenario. You just got to factor in all the things that it takes from television to, uh, you know, the teams and the cars that'll be necessary for whatever given uh, course it is. And some of the short tracks, you know, uh, I'd love to have seen Gresham, you know, be able to host something like that. They did so good when they were uh, Jefferson County and, and and all back in the days of Jody Ridley and Rich Bickle would come down and such in the ASA days then. But now it's all safer work barriers. It's all Wi-Fi. It's all this and that. I don't want to see short tracks have a hardship from whatever they would do to invite, you know, premier drivers and teams. I want to see the trickle down benefit them right from the get-go and maybe you know just have a show with uh hey daniel suarez just proved he can run a pavement late model uh, i mean i think that's worth the price of admission let's get some fans to go see him i think this is really open up a debate to see what the world of short track racing can do um in in coming up here with the uh, with like i said the cars tours everything like that so really excited to see how this blossoms and hopefully maybe more tracks opening up maybe more events going on in other tracks so Really excited to see this. Now, Lenny, you host a PRN of the track for the uh, for the Performance Racing Network. If our listeners want to check you out, listen to the podcast, uh, where can they go to get the information and follow along with you guys? Follow our shows at goprn.com and give us a follow on Twitter. Will you bang out all kinds of information and share retweets all throughout the days and nights? So we'll do our best to uh, keep up in the draft with what uh, these guys at Southern Race Reap Radio do for you. Uh, it's kind of a good pairing. We're a good tag team uh, and such. Maybe we could be the Road Warriors together. Oh, I like that. I'll be Road Warrior Animal, though. Yeah. I think that's oh, what, who yeah. I'm going to be. <laughs> I don't mind well, talk. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Mr. Patiki, as always, we appreciate it. We take the time to join us here on Southern Race Reap Radio, sir. Um, I'm sure your travels will take you all over the Southeast. Looking forward to catching back up with you and getting the latest in short track news, my friend. Thanks a lot, Alfie. And I'll tell you one place I will be, Atlanta Motor Speedway, coming up this summer as well. We'll see you there. Hey, this is J.R. Todd, driver the DHL Toyota Camry, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. And welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie as we continue on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And we're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here via the Food Depot Zoom line. As he's coming to us from his beautiful plush offices somewhere there in the Charlotte, North Carolina area. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in the owner of Rev Racing. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Max Siegel.
Mr. Siegel, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week. Southern Race Week Radio, hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend. Absolutely. So glad to be here. Love the introduction, by the way. <laughs> well, when we have a big deal guest on, we always have to give them a big deal introduction. We had an opportunity to talk to you last year, right after you wrapped up your ARCA championship with uh, Nick Sanchez. You guys won that championship. Now, most of the time we know that you ride usually the ARCA minority. You've done K&N series and a lot of little smaller series to kind of get your drivers uh, kind of into the flow of how racing goes and making their way up. But big, you made some big news over the offseason because now you are starting a truck series team and your ARCA champion, Nick Sanchez, will be driving that truck coming up uh, this season. Let me ask you, how long has this idea been kind of going on in your head? Well, first of all, thank you for having me on the show. We had a tremendous year with Nick. We've been really, really focused on providing opportunities for our drivers to progress up development ladder. So our first priority is developing their talent and letting it take them as far as they could go. You know, I've had a vision to grow the company for quite some time. Uh, we wanted to make sure that we were doing what we did at the very highest level. And then we had to get the kind of support. And I think that, you know, the work that we've done over the last 15 years, I can't say enough about NASCAR support. But then again, we're fortunate to have Gainbridge come on as a primary sponsor. Chevrolet stepped up quite a bit in their support of Rev Racing. And to find that right technical partner with Kyle Busch Motorsports was just incredible. So it is great to have Nick in the fold, to be with a great technical partner and the support. So this has been in the works for a couple of years now. We're really excited about uh, what we're going to be able to do this year. Now, as you say, Kyle Busch Motorsports is also going to be a partner with you. Did you approach Kyle about the idea? Did he come to you? How did the, uh, how did the, uh, the relationship between you and, and Kyle Busch Motorsports come to be? Yeah, so I've known Kyle for many, many years. In fact, I tried to recruit him to drive for me when I was the president of Dale Earnhardt Incorporated. Uh, they're the best at what they do. You know, they're a championship caliber organization. They won the owner's championship in the ARCA series. We won the driver's championship. You know, and for me to be able to get out there, to compete, to be competitive immediately, you know, I wanted to align myself with someone who could get it done. So we started talking. Uh, we were able to kind of reach an agreement on what it looked like. We're so excited about the support that we're having with them, and we're collaborating across the board on this, so we're excited about it. Now, Nick Sanchez was your driver winning the ARCA championship last year. Why did you come to Nick about the possibility of him driving this truck? Was this something that he's known for a while? Did you kind of spring it on him? How long did he know that this was going to be something that was going to be on his agenda next year? Listen, Nick is one of the most incredible human beings. I think that he has been with us for a long time. Uh, he's been really loyal to the organization. He's trusted the process. We've seen his growth. And we've always talked about, if I can support you, I will as long as I can. And I want to make sure that you go as far as you possibly can. So, you know, there's a bunch of trust that we had in one another. He's an important part of the Rev family. And at the end of the season, as this all came together, I think that he was incredibly excited as he started to look to the new year that I sat down with Nick and his family and said, hey, we're able to offer this opportunity for you to go on and, and progress in your career and at the same time grow as a race team. So it all came together in the last part of the season, and it couldn't have been more special to be able to tell him this after he won the championship in the ARCA series. Speaking with owner of Rev Racing, Matt Siegel, on this season premiere edition of Southern Race Week Radio. And Mr. Siegel, we're very excited because in March, Atlanta Motor Speedway will be holding the truck race, which is our home track for Southern Race Week Radio. So, I mean, as you as an owner, to take on this this challenge of 
of you know a truck schedule. Nick being a rookie in in the trucks, you're also kind of a rookie owner in this in this series. What are your expectations? What are you hoping to to, to accomplish uh, your rookie year as a owner in the truck series? Yeah, the one thing that we've been doing, uh, and I've tried to do my whole career, is be in the pursuit of excellence and to be a better version of myself and our organization each day. I certainly am confident that we're going to be competitive. Uh, I hope that we have a couple race wins this year. It's going to be amazing to see Nick's uh, learning curve. His work ethic is just incredible. But I'll continue to foster and uh, grow and appreciate the relationships that I've built you know, over the last 20 years in the sport. I can't say enough about the NASCAR community, the other owners uh, that have rallied behind me and supported me and really celebrated our growth. So being competitive at the racetrack, really helping Nick develop, growing as an organization, and then also to continue to be excellent in the late model and the ARCA series as well. And not only are you an owner of the team, but you're also the executive manager of the NASCAR's Drivers Diversity Program. I know the last time we talked, you were talking about a lot of, you know, minority owners in NASCAR. And that number is, I believe, has grown a lot more, especially over last season. We saw a lot more minority owners take part in either ARCA, Trucks, Xfinity, or even the Cup Series as well. And your drivers that you have uh, that you've recruited, you can look up and down the roster of the Cup Series, Xfinity, and Trucks, and you're going to see a lot of alumni from Rev Racing. So how do you feel as that person who can help grow the sport within the minority community, but also give these drivers an opportunity to show that, hey, we got skills and we can do it as well? Listen, today, um, I had the privilege of watching Daniel Suarez and Jeff Gordon on the Today Show, uh, talking about the 75th anniversary of the sport. And to see Daniel as an alum come out of the program, you know, make history last year with his first win, be an ambassador of the program and the alumni of Rev Racing, it couldn't be more rewarding. So it is exciting to see the sport start to expand. What I had hoped we would do over the last 15 years was encourage other people to get in the sport, to create more opportunities, and to give our talent a home. And in addition to the drivers, it's exciting to see how many crew members have gone through the Rev Racing Driver Diversity Pit Crew program that are working on a weekly basis. So I think there's a lot of positive momentum going on in the sport right now. A lot of work to do, a lot of talent. But when I look at this year's class in the Driver Diversity program, it's just really exciting to see so many young people in the pipeline that will be the future stars of the sport tomorrow as well. Um, if our listeners want to learn more about Rev Racing, you can visit our website, which is uh, revracing.net. We have everything, including our social channels, the roster, a lot about the organization, contact information. If you're ever in the Concord area, feel free to stop by the shop. We'd love to give people tours, entertain, show them what we got going on. Hey, this is Rutledge Wood from NASCAR on NBC, and you are listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network at Southie as we wrap up this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. I do want to remind you about a couple of giveaways that are going to be uh, kicking off here shortly on Southern Race Week Radio's Facebook page and Twitter page we've got uh, passes to give away for atlanta motor speedway race weekend that's right the quaker state 400 available at walmart race weekend we've got tickets for uh, the full weekend of events and also william has got his hands on some sweet tickets as well so we're gonna have those to give away and then also family packs vacation for panama city beach florida that's right uh from spectrum travels uh, they're providing us with uh, some uh, trips to Panama City Beach, Florida for some of 
of our loyal listeners out there. So make sure you check out the Facebook page and Twitter page for how you can enter, win, and also all the details. That's at facebook.com slash Southern Race Week. Make sure you like the page and then also follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio. So uh, make sure you check all that out for an opportunity to win uh, some great prizes here. Uh, once again, thanks to our great guests for joining us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. The Executive Vice President and General Manager of Atlanta Motor Speedway, Brandon Hutchinson, also Lenny Patiki of PRN at the track, and the main man in charge over there at Rev Racing, Matt Siegel. So uh, once again, thanks to those great guests for joining us this week here on a Southern Race Week Radio. And also want to wish you and your family out there a very enjoyable Memorial Day weekend as once again, all of us here at Southern Race Week Radio want to thank those brave men and women who have fought for our country to allow us to be able to enjoy this great weekend of family and friends cooking out and also watching three great races on Sunday with Formula One and then the IndyCar Series with Indy 500 and then the Coca-Cola 600 at a Charlotte Motor Speedway. So uh, once again, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the broadcast and we'll get back with you again next week for all new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. Thank you.